Welcome to the Get Stuck In podcast. We're back for another episode. We are joined by Harry. We've got a Chelsea fan on the show. So we're getting yet another fan viewpoint at the end of the show with the fan questions. But as we always do, we're going to start with a roundup of the week's action. And there's a couple of places we could start this week. Could start with Chelsea. We could carry on the Liverpool chat as we always do. But I guess it makes sense to go to the biggest game of the weekend. Man City, Man U. What were Man City on? It was like a 20-game unbeaten run in all competitions. And then, well, sorry, winning run. And then Man United shot up, as they do quite a lot. What did you make of that win for Man United, Harry? Where do you think that leaves them? I, th- I thought I thought the United United played pretty well, but I do just I do just feel like City were also quite bad, and there was the whole United sat back, got their early little penalty, and it kind of it kind of suited their game plan quite a lot. But um, but yeah, no, I thought City were a bit disappointing to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially when you compare it to how they've been. It was um, I think you're right. There's a lot of games where you get that early goal. And it just kills it. Um, yeah, changes the way it gets played. But Max, were you hoping Man City won that one from a Liverpool potentially getting top four perspective? I'm arguing up on top four, so <laughs> it's not really an issue now. Right. I mean, I obviously I'd rather United lose, but <laughs> to be honest, at this point, it, it, it's not really doesn't really make much difference to me. I mean, Oli did another operation, saved my job. So, like. Uh, he did well, like honestly, Didn't like you? his hands hats off to him again because he, he seems to pull these results out of the bag when he needs them most. So, no complaints. I mean, I uh, doesn't didn't really look like City played that well to be honest. Um, but I mean, they got the job done, United. Um, that's that's what matters at the end of the day. Do you think? Um, I saw people saying that, like, you know, there's this Bruno not doing a big games narrative. Do you think this counts? As I saw the interview, yeah, and the penalty. Not really. <laughs> I don't know, man. For, for me, for me, not really. Like how he scores a second-minute penalty and he puts his hands over his ears as if he's like some sort of some sort of god. Like I, I don't, I don't really buy that. If you look at their like their kind of you know big six record, like he, he, his interview, he was like, "Oh yeah, I scored against Tottenham, and uh, so why is no one counting that? That was a penalty in a six-one defeat." <laughs> I don't know what he's doing talking about talking about that to be honest. So. I mean, he's a he's a pretty amazing player, really. I like, and I, I everyone would like to have him, but I do think they just that United fan base chat a lot of garbage, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel exactly the same way. Honestly, like I rate him so highly. I don't. I, I just feel like this whole that he hasn't performed against the big six. It's not. I said this last week. It's not like he's played atrociously. It's just he's not quite played at the level that he has against mid-table sides. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it, if, yeah, you go. Yeah, I think if you want to, because cons- he's kind of talked up in this kind of conversation of like the top players in the league, one of the best, and for sure he is. But like, if you look back at the real top players you've had, so you have like Aguero a couple of years ago, David Silva, Hazard, they all turned up in these big games. And I just don't think his um his record is Im- impressive enough in the real big games for for the amount of people that talk about him so much. Well, we'll give him credit for one that I've just remembered was the free kick against Liverpool. 
That's the only other one. Yeah, FA Cup, though, wasn't it? Not the same thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> he was all right against Leipzig, wasn't he? He scored against Leipzig, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but then they did lose, didn't they? In the... But they went out of the Champions League. So. In, in the biggest game against Leipzig, they lost. So. Well, that, that's got to be the difference, isn't it? You talk yeah. then about all these old players who have done it in the big games. It's not just done the big games. They've actually they've got the trophies in. And like even to an extent, yeah. someone like Zlatan, Man United weren't great at that time, but he did get them a Carabao Cup and a Europa League. And, and I, Obviously, they're playing Man City and they played Liverpool last year. They're never, it's hard to win that league, but you see it all the time. It's not like the rest of their team is is made up of bad players as much as they might not be as good. Like They definitely have a base there and I think everyone agrees they're one or two off. And if Bruno is going to be this elite, like elite, elite top player, he's at some point has to sort of drag them to it. But um, one player I just wanted to touch on, he's come under a lot of criticism recently. What did you make of Martial? Because I thought he was sort of back to his best in that game. I, I personally, I personally thought I thought he was good. I thought the runs he made and stuff like that was good. He looked, he looked kind of active and was a bit more intelligent. But I think you know we're also comparing him to like he was awful a few weeks ago. Like wasn't yeah. running back, wasn't putting in a shift at all. And he did, he did miss a couple big chances in the Manchester derby. But he was, he was active and he was kind of running around and a bit. You know, he just actually put a bit of effort in. Yeah. So you know, I, I thought he was, I thought he was good, but I think, I still think that there's like there's so much talent and potential there. It's just every, every year you kind of get it in drips and drabs kind of thing. You never really get a consistent showing or a few games. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes on a four game run and then goes back to that kind of like disinterested, missing a load of sitters kind of you know. I think the classic thing was it. You yeah. saw it. I think the most specific example of Martial encapsulated was last year at the end of the season post-Covid he went on that nine eight game run where he was he looked well yeah. to be quite honest he made the France squad as well um, and then this season it's like in, in seasons previous he's had the excuse in that he has been a bit injury prone but not this year he's just been awful for most of the season um, I, I thought he was really going to kick on this year and that just hasn't happened and I mean he played well at the weekend Nothing like no, I mean, compared to how he was playing at the end of last season, it's nothing to be honest. So, do you think he comes into that bracket? Yeah. You know, people joke about Firmino being this defensive striker. I do is, find that funny the comparison, but yeah, is, is, going is, on he about him a, is he more of a sort of support striker than a than the guy? Like, he misses so many chances. Um, and you're always it's like a bit like Giroud, I guess, obviously, they're much different sort of builds, but. I, I thought one of his best aspects today, and I think a lot of Man United fans have been talking about it, when he is on form, it's a lot of sort of one-touch play on the edge of the box. So do you think maybe his percep- the perception of him as an out-and-out goal scorer needs to change for him to be truly rated? Or do you just think he's a goal scorer but <laughs> isn't scoring goals right now? I don't think goal scorer because he gets chances when he plays. Um... I don't know. I, I don't think he plays. He does- they don't really play him. They don't really seem to have a proper number nine that they play at United. So does you know, I think they're lacking like like a little focal point because I think that he's quick working between the lines, kind of running, and he should inevitably have more goals because he kind of he has a lot of chances. But I do I think they're kind of missing a a guy in the middle to kind of move off a bit. Do you know what I mean? I feel like they're missing a Lukaku, but that didn't really work for them, did it? And Cavani's been a bit meh. Yeah. 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 Definitely. 
Um, should we move on to the? We'll, we'll come to Chelsea last. Have a bit of a discussion on them as a whole. So if we move to Liverpool, Fulham, we won't we won't touch that too long because we talk about Liverpool yeah. every week at the moment. But going into the game, Max, before we get to the result, did you think? What did you think the result was going to be in your heart of hearts? Actually, I actually messaged a yeah a chat with you, Sam yeah. and Harrison, who we had on last week. Yeah, <laughs> all my words. I don't, what did I say? I don't think we'll lose. <laughs> I, was, I was that low on confidence that I thought, oh, well, we won't lose. We'll probably draw. It's crazy how quickly that happens. I remember Arsenal's run. Obviously, we've never, we haven't been at the level you were last year for years. But when we had that run in December when everyone was talking about relegation and like oh. we literally couldn't get a win anywhere, I genuinely, every game, it was like Burnley at home, we lost 1-0 before the game. I was like... I think we could get a nil-nil here if we just kind of stick at it. It it drains you so much. This run of bad results was is that five in a row at home now or six? Six, six now, yeah. Six in a row. That's awful. Yeah. It's all it's all the pictures of uh Jurgen Klopp saying, let's talk about six, baby. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I did see that as well, actually. Did that mean anything to you actually, Harry? Bringing Chelsea into it because you you've got the record, don't you, for the unbeaten run. Yeah. Um, were you happy homies. to see that? Were you happy to see that go? I mean, yeah, to be honest, I was. I felt, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, their home, their winning streak was unreal. I don't think they got enough enough credit for that. But um, but I was definitely happy to see it go. But I do <laughs> think that kind of like, it was during that like prime Mourinho era where it was yeah. like every game we went into, it was like, we're going to, we're not going to concede. If we concede, we'll just concede one and then someone will get us out of it. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I think I think, I think, think for Fulham, it was a massive result. I don't want to focus just on Liverpool. Um, they're now level on points with Brighton. Yeah. One point behind Newcastle. I think Newcastle are most in trouble. Well, only if Brighton starts scoring. But um, it depends on when Callum Wilson comes back for me. Because he's about the only source of goals they have. Um, and he's still out, I think, and for a couple more weeks at least. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, I, I don't see Fulham going down. So I think Newcastle are in the most trouble out of all of those teams down there. You know this XG meme about Brighton, where they've yeah, they got such good XG, but they just don't have an out-and-out striker. So do you, are you saying, obviously, they're a point behind Newcastle right now, Max. Are you, are you backing them? to start converting and just to just get enough done once again to stay up? Well, they need to, to be quite honest. <laughs> it's frankly ridiculous the amount of chances they create in a game and yeah. don't score. Like, I've not seen a team that bad at finishing in a long time that plays such good football. They play yeah. such nice football. I know, I know last year we said about Norwich, but Norwich were a lot worse than Brighton, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. So, they just need to convert their chances. I thought Morpay was decent when they brought him in, but he's clearly not up to the task. So, I mean, I mean, hopefully, I mean, I think Welbeck was out for a while, so hopefully he can provide something. I think Lalana was back this weekend. He scored. Remember he scored, and the commentator was like, "Oh, they got someone who can score." <laughs> they just lost anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, d- I don't understand that that club. Yeah, I do feel for Brighton. They play some really, they play some really nice stuff. They play fantastic football. Yeah, and it, it's nice to see kind of like English manager playing good football because 
you get the type of like the Sam Allardyce, the Chris Wilder, the Sean Dyche. Like it's all like these like you know big old geezers playing these proper defensive kind of football, yeah. which isn't which is you know it's nice to see an English manager kind of playing something more progressive for sure. Yeah. And so do you, do you guys? Obviously, Sheffield United are probably gone now. But do you think do you think West Brom? Think they're done after that result with Newcastle this weekend? Did any of you watch that game? No, but oh, I know you did. It was the worst game of football. I saw so many tweets afterwards that were people saying, like, I was there, I watched 93 minutes of Newcastle oh. West Brom. It was appalling. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, that's actually Sam Allardyce going to be his first time going down if it happens. Do you think? If he does, that's going to be like the myth gone. Do you think that will be the end of him getting these jobs at the bottom of the prem? Do you no, think he's going it to won't be the end. around? It won't be the end, but I think it damages him a little bit. I, yeah. I think we know what he is now. So, I mean, he was great for Bolton 10 years ago, but he's not really... He's not. I, I mean, it's his, it's his hardest job, isn't it? The West, the West Brom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is like... As a squad, that is probably the worst I think I've ever seen in the Premier League, really, like mm. I, that I can remember. You know, um, and yeah, I just I think it'd be a massive, massive thing if you kept them up, but I just don't think it'd be able to keep them up. Yeah. I mean, if they do stay up, they'll probably just do a lesser and win the league next year. Captain <laughs> by Maitland Niles, who joins on a free or something. But um, <laughs> if we move on then to, so yeah, so Liverpool basically. In the mud. Oh, actually, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Have you seen that jo- uh, Joachim Love is, is going to step down from Germany yeah. after Euros? And I, was, I saw an article linking Klopp. Do you think there's any chance of that happening or do you think he's yeah, yeah, yeah. to try to get you out of... you think this summer it could be possible that he goes? Yeah, because I, I see him... Now that's happened, I think Klopp was always going to be interested in taking the Germany job at some point. I think that's mm. pretty well known. Um and I mean, if he doesn't go for it in the summer, then when would he go for it? He'd have to wait probably. Ever. I mean, I know his contract at Liverpool runs till 2024. So the plan was he'd take yeah. a year out and then he'd come back and see if he wanted to do it, see if he wanted to carry on in management. So by then, maybe another manager would have come and gone. Um, but at the same time, you can't predict when an international manager is going to go. It's just yeah. they have very, very long stints, or sometimes they have like a one or two year stint. Yeah. So I think it's, it is a real possibility. If it if it if he doesn't get backing from the owners, I could see him going because, yeah. frankly, he's having an awful time of it at the moment and an awful season for numerous reasons. Um, but the guy since we won the Champions League, we we invest heavily before the Champions League. Since then, and that was two years ago. Yeah, not a lot's come through the door to be quite honest. Um, to help him out, if you really think about it, all all the investment came before that Champions League win. Um, yeah, so I see I see him, I, I think it's a real possibility. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say, to be honest, on the topic. It could happen. Do you think um, it will be league winning Steven Gerrard coming in to I hope replace not. him? Do you not want that yet? To no, no. I mean, great achievement, but he's got to, he's got to, He's got to build his repertoire. It's not. It's not a sort of come as you go. Like I understand. I'd love it. Like I would get caught up in it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. 
But that's the Lampard thing as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the same with Lampard at Chelsea, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, I want to be winning. I don't want to be spending ten like five years building something like. And I know Klopp did it, but at least Klopp was extremely exciting <laughs> as an individual yeah. and as a player. Uh, as, as a and man. he came in as well. I feel like your expectations have got yeah. changed. Yeah, and he was a man who had won. He'd yeah. won back-to-back Bundesliga. He'd won the double. He reached the Champions League final already. I mean, the guy had... He had a resume. Um, Gerard's building that, and he's done. A, he's had a very good start, but I'd like to see a little bit more before he yeah. comes in. I don't, I don't want to spend two years, win nothing, um, yeah. and then be like, oh, bye. A bit like Lampard. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, well, if we move on to that then, Harry, what, before we talk about the game itself last night, what, did, what do you make of the whole Lampard and now Tuchel situation? Um, the Lampard thing was, I don't know, I, he's, as is, you know, I was kind of that era of like, he was my favourite player, like always, go, go, I had a season ticket at Stamford Bridge for a few years, and he used to go with my dad, and he was my favourite player. And then one one year I saw him in... Um, in a bar outside Stamford Bridge and I got a picture with him. So I was proper, like proper Chelsea fanboy over this, like over him to be fair. Um, and then when he got the job, I was kind of, it kind of felt, it felt really weird. It was like, this has all come too soon. You know, I pictured this when I was like 35 and then, you know, it's Lampard and Terry, like, you know, manager and assistant, but it, it felt like, it felt like it came too soon. Um, he did a great job in his first year. I think that was a, you know, I think it was a bit underrated the job he did because for the first time in what was it twenty years we had four academy players playing pretty much most weeks, and and we got top four from it and we've seen some players like Mason Mount and Reese James coming through, Callum Hudson Odoi coming through who are you know really good players but it kind of felt like after a while, kind of in the certain areas where you'd an experienced manager would kind of get all the superstars to play well together his ability to kind of get the you know the big price tags and you know all of that to play to play a system which really worked feels like he couldn't do that and uh, I think that's where Tuchel's really seemed exceptional where he's got everyone to kind of um, to kind of come together and play in a nice way What did you make of the game last night then? Um, we, we, we touched on it a minute ago that I've got a mate who's a Chelsea fan and he he came messaging me as soon as it finished, like, yeah, Havertz is gonna win the Ballon d'Or, he's back. This oh. is it. Do you think do you think he is gonna start kicking on now? I mean, I remember when it was, you know, post lockdown, the first one, when it was just the Bundesliga back first. I would watch basically all the Dortmund and Leverkusen games and he was playing sort of in a false nine. Or almost to be honest, he was kind of a number nine because he's obviously quite tall. And he was just so good at setting people up. He was scoring headers and I was like, if this does happen it's going to be a danger and obviously didn't quite pan out like that straight away. Do you, do you think this could be the beginning of his climb back to that level? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'd obviously hope so. I think that he was, I think that he was really good. I do think that sometimes he just looks a bit timid on the pitch. Like he lacks a bit of bite sometimes. So, you know, pulling out of challenges and just where well, you want a bit of that intensity. Um but no, yeah, I, I think that he will, you know, once he improves in confidence, I'm sure that he'll do. I mean, he's got so much ability. Like he, can pretty, he can pretty much do everything. And it's like 6-1 as well. So as you were saying, he can kind of contribute in the box of headers and that. But it's just kind of toughening up a bit and co- being confident and more assured. And I'm, sh- I'm sure he will turn into a top player, you know? Mm. 
what else did you take from the game yesterday? I don't know if you saw it, Max, but going back to Harry, like what, where do you think you're now, you're in fourth right now? Do you think you're, you're likely to secure that spot or maybe even, maybe even catch Leicester in third? Um, I, yeah, I think, I think you've got to be realistic. We've got a squad that should, which should be in fourth anyway. Um, and we're playing really well. We don't know, like we're going to concede a goal. Um, and we got and you got a lot of top players. You got to be you got to be confident. You got to back back your team. So for sure, I see that happening. Um, Leicester is a bit of a worry kind of thing, and you know West Ham. But you know, we've spent all this money. We've got this top manager. It's you know, it's you got to, You got to finish in these positions. Who do you see as the biggest threat to, to your top four hopes? Um, Was it Everton? And now that's been dismissed. Because they've still got games in hand, haven't they? Everton, again, a, you know, nice team, play some good stuff, but they occasionally do an awful performance. Yeah. They've, they've got some really bad performances in them. So I, I, don't, I don't find them too much uh, a problem. I mean, there's Tottenham, obviously, but they've had an easy run of games. I mean, Tottenham, if they, if they win their game in hand, they'd be two points behind you. Everton would be one if they won their game in hand. And actually, West Ham would go above you if they win their game at home. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> uh, West Ham have got tricky games, though. They play United and Arsenal next, don't they? Interesting, to be fair. I mean, yes, they do both. But yeah, United away, home against Arsenal. They'll beat Arsenal. Can't They'll beat play. Arsenal, yeah. <laughs> They'll beat Arsenal. Yeah, I, I can see... Um, I think the Man United game is very, very interesting. Yeah, it would be, yeah. Well, West Ham were unlucky at the first one. Was that the one where Man United ended up winning like three one or something? It was quite. It looked comfortable, but there was the yeah. um they got dominated and then they got that Pogba goal that looked like yeah. it went out of play. Yeah, yeah. As well, usual, they got away with it. <laughs> yeah. No, West Ham dominated that game the whole of the first half. Should have been about two or three up. But yeah, I feel like with this with this top four races, uh, like you mentioned, the money you spent. I feel like it's just a fact that sometimes when you play for a club like Chelsea, like obviously the players themselves have got top four before, but they'll just be more used to it when you're playing. For, it's like we've seen it with Leicester. There comes a panic. There comes to a point where they're like, "Yeah, oh, we need to get this done. Whereas Chelsea will be like, we did this last year. We've done it the last 10 years, whatever. So I, yeah. I think you're going to be getting it. And I think there'll be a fight for another spot. And assuming... Most of it, I'd say Arsenal, obviously, out of it. I'd say Villa are probably out of it. So I, w- I would hope for West Ham or Everton over Tottenham, clearly. But I reckon West Ham would just be such a good story. Um, but then what Everton for me would be a great, or obviously Leicester. But I think I said last week, Harvey Barnes getting injured with all their other injuries. I think Leicester are going to struggle to keep the pace now. But, um, yeah, I think with, yeah. with Declan Rice, man, West Ham, I love watching him play, you know. Mm. I'm getting excited about seeing him play for England and I didn't think I, you know everyone was really not optimistic about him in the media weren't they you know what a while ago oh Declan Rice just passes yeah. sideways just centre-back playing CDM you know but he's he's looks really good they had a really good interview last night actually mm. um, just talking talking up he actually talked up West Ham's chances and was like we've got a great group here we can do something you know bring on Man United <laughs> it is it is funny because they you do look at their squad now and it's actually a good squad it makes you wonder why they were doing so badly yeah. and Moyes is really yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a massive credit to Moyes because I said this a while back I think Moyes was falling into that bracket of Allardyce and that yeah. sort of manager people were starting to view him in that in that light 
didn't he take over at Sunderland a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I think this has re, um, re-jogged people's memories and has actually reminded people that he's a top manager. He, managed, he was an excellent manager at Everton for 10 years. Um, yeah. I, I, think what, I think what he did with West Ham, which was so good, was he took out those kind of three players, or two players, I think Felipe Anderson and Haller, who were just not really pulling their weight um, working for the team-wise. And he brought in, you know, what, Jared Bowen and Antonio starts every week. And those guys will run the whole game. It's great, and, great, great, and in the work, yeah. So you know, I'm not, I'm not that surprised, really. Yeah, no. Oh, come on, come on, your irons. <laughs> I always say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I reckon that's probably, probably that for the Premier League roundup. If we quickly, before we get to the fan section, if we hop on to the Champions League, which obviously we're recording this on a Tuesday, so it's the, uh, it's the second legs tonight. Um, yeah, we got Porto versus completely dropped. So yeah, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Porto Juve um, at U- at Juve, and um, yeah. it's uh, Dortmund Sevilla. Dortmund Sevilla at Dortmund. So Porto Juve is two one Porto, isn't it? Yeah. What are we saying for that? Back in Porto, come on! I'm back in Porto. <laughs> I think that away goals killed them. Nah. I think Juve will get it done. Nah. Well, Juve have been poor this year. I've um, seen a lot about how like Pirlo hasn't yeah. quite sort of... If Juve play as bad, anywhere near as bad as they did in the first They week, were awful. That is one of the worst performances I've seen <laughs> by a top side in Europe in a while. Yeah. Like It was horrendous. They didn't deserve to get goal, to be honest, yeah. at all. It was about the only, ch- only decent chance. I haven't seen Ronaldo disappear in a game like that like ever. Yeah, like he was not. He was not a factor, which yeah. was a bit weird because I'm not used to seeing that. But I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to back Porto. Why not? I mean, they've shown that. If they you had score. to, uh, if you had to put a score to it, what, what are you going for? One-one. Just about do it. Okay. What are you saying, Harry? I reckon. I reckon you will win. I think it'll be CR seven all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Every time this happens, the, chi- the you know. Well, he doesn't usually play that badly, but he's always in these games. He turns up with and does some silly celebration, and it's like, oh, well, how could we not see that coming? Like now, <laughs> Patrick. Like, even if they're penalties, it's it. Always, I think it always happens. So yeah, you can listen back to this podcast, and then you'll you'll hear me saying Ronaldo gets the winner. So <laughs> we'll see it tonight. Yeah, I'm going you as well. I just it's that that's such a like pathway to sum up is like. It's not even necessarily that he plays well, but he will get the hat trick or he'll get the brace or whatever it is. I think it's got to be Juve. I'm going to go 3 1 Juve. Yeah, same. Um, so the other one was Dortmund Sevilla, which is kind of, it's sort of obviously like heavily in Dortmund's favour because it's three away goals, but it's far from done. Dortmund this season, sort of watching highlights from the Bundesliga, have been up and down. Like I, well, literally their last game was Bayern Munich. Haaland got a brace to put them ahead, and then Lewandowski just kind of put him in his place a little bit, getting a hat trick the other way. Do you think Dortmund are gonna see that one out? I think. I think that's a me, bit. I think, I think, think Dortmund have done it. I think it's done already. Um, I mean, Dortmund were looking pretty shaky, and then they went and blew Sevilla away for most of the game in the first yeah. leg. And they, as much as they lost to Bayern. Their form has picked up in the last few games, um, so I don't. I don't. It is in Dortmund to massively collapse, but yeah. I don't see it happening tonight. 
I think Sevilla I, lost this weekend, didn't they, to Barcelona? Or recently they lost three yeah. to Barcelona. Yeah, they lost. It was a very it was the Copa del Rey semis. They yeah. in the 94th minute and then in PK score or something. Yeah, yeah. 94th minute yeah. went to extra time and they lost. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think um I I'm not sure. I think I heard someone saying that Gomez when he moved from Atlanta, that was a big move, and I think people were quite sort of excited by it, but I've heard he's not quite sort of settled yet, obviously with everything going on with the pandemic and moving to a whole new country, it's not gonna be ideal. So I think Dortmund are going to get this one done. I can see them winning it. I'll, I'll just go bog standard 2-0 Dortmund, I think. I'm going to say it's going to be a crazy game, but I think Dortmund will have it. I think it'll be similar to the first leg. I think it'll be... Yeah. But I think they'll be up 3-1 for most of the game and then they concede late on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think that I think that they, I think they're kind of like an entertainer's team, Dortmund, at the minute. You can't really take them. It's a bit like Liverpool's. Um, Klopp first at the beginning were you know really interesting to watch but you know that they'll concede a couple goals so I think it'll be a good yeah. game but I, I do think Dortmund's attacking power is like especially with Haaland is just a bit is a bit too will be a bit too much for him yeah would briefly you, sorry I was, was okay. going to say would you obviously there's so much talk about Haaland in the summer I don't know if you, did you see the comments where he didn't he someone suggested that he said Chelsea doesn't like make the list for him there's like six teams that uh, Chelsea just don't make that bracket. Do you think there's truth in that? Or do you think there's still a chance that could well, happen? Well, funny enough, me and Max had a little bet after a couple of beers that Harlem was on his way to Chelsea already. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I might have to, if he said that, I won't I won't be too happy. But, you know, I've, I've, I've already begun watching the Welcome to Chelsea videos on YouTube and all that sort of, all that sort of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I don't, I don't, I, I don't think he'll. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just a bit of a dream. But mm. at, at the end of the day, if the bigger clubs are in for him, they'll they'll probably get him. But Chelsea's negotiating power and like obviously the fact that they're ran by like a billionaire Russian oligarch. I think that there's always a, there's always a chance in that sort of in that sort of move. But if the bigger clubs are in for him, then I just think, I, don't know. I think a lot of the bigger clubs aren't necessarily in a place right now. Like I'd say Juve. Don't know too much about their finances, but they've got Ronaldo. You've got loads of good players around them. Then you've got Barcelona and Real Madrid. And obviously, there's been all this made of their financial situation. I think even Atletico are in like a in a big financial situation right now. Obviously, you've got PSG, but are they going to want to openly sort of let go of an Mbappe? And then I guess it really the worst thing for me if he goes to Bayern Munich, I'm just done, and I'm never getting excited about a uh, City Dortmund player. City, uh, City isn't as bad, but it's still bad. No, but oh, uh, City, <laughs> that'd be City amazing. I think, I think it'd be, be amazing. Tell you what, no one's winning the league for the next four years if he goes to City. <laughs> but no, he's yeah, he's insane. I think it'd be great wherever he goes. But if he goes to Bayern Munich, I'm giving up on the Bundesliga forever because yeah. the amount of times I've got excited about it what is the point of competition? Oh, honestly, every single player from your second best team just hops on the first the best teams <laughs> every single time they've got a decent player Marco Royce is the only guy who has refused to do it like I'm sure he's they injured would... every second game huh? yeah exactly he's I injured mean... every other game isn't he yeah, yeah. But I'm sure Bayern would have looked at him so <laughs> I mean Lewandowski who else are we talking Hummels yeah that was Gertzer. a shock when that happened as well yeah Goethe was awful at the time Gertzer. it didn't really work out but um, who was recently I mean, Upper Makano from Leipzig. Yeah, that was boring. Oh, they just—they got Nabry as well from 
I want to say he's at Hoffenheim or Werder yeah. Bremen. He was at one of them. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Don't please buy me, Nick, if you're listening. Don't buy Harland. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we move on Thank to the you. the German team in the Champions League, or one of them. You got Leipzig, Liverpool tomorrow night. It's two 0 right? Liverpool. Yeah. It's at, it's in Budapest, Budapest again, though. So it's like. Oh, okay. So you're not really at home, but you are. No. Um, I don't know for me that. Oh well, I say it's done, but you're awful. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried. I was a little bit worried about. I am a little bit worried about an upset, but yeah. because we have Fabinho back, I'm a little bit more assured because I think he yeah. is so solid. I think that really, really helps us out. So, yeah, I think the fact you got the lead is going to help you out massively. It's yeah. almost going to be a bit like the Man City Man U game where it's almost like you've scored straight away. And now you can just. Yeah, get it done with the the counter attacking power you've got. It's going to be hard to stop. Yeah, I'm just going to go boring Liverpool. I'm going to say one one. It's going to be one one. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think that if I think if you score once, it's over. Really, to be honest. Um, but to be fair, like you know, in the game that you beat them in, you did you got it off two defensive errors. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, it, it was it, it wasn't a com- it wasn't a complete performance. You know what I mean? No. So I think you can be a bit wary, but I do think you'll have too much from it. You'll get a goal on the break. I agree. I think it'll be one all or something like that. Yeah. And the other one is PSG Barca, and I think that's completely dead in the water anyway. Um, yeah. I don't think Barca come back. Three one or four. Four one. Uh, that was away from home as well, so they'd have to score yeah. four three. Yeah, no, that's that's such a shame. But I think it, I was listening to someone talking about sort of La Liga the other day, and they're saying it was such a shame because Barca haven't actually been like anything like that recently. They're actually really picking up in the league, like like we just mentioned that severe result. So I think it's such a shame because you get people who just watch the like I'm basically in that bracket where you only really see these teams in the Champions League, and you just think Barcelona are an absolute crisis kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's done, isn't it? I think Mbappe. There's no Neymar, though. I think they announced, but it shouldn't make a difference. I think Mbappe will get the job done. Um, yeah, he'll yeah. score one or two at least. Yeah. No doubt about it. Against that Barca defence, I mean, yeah, it's pretty pretty shaky, to say the least. Do you think this is... Do you think Messi's... How long do you think Messi's got left to try and get another Champions League? Do you think he's still leaving the summer? Or do you think that new president's kept them there? Um, it depends, because I was looking at it... Um, I haven't looked at all the presidential candidates, but one of them, Laporta, he was around from 2003 to 2010, I believe. Yeah. So he was there when Barcelona were incredible and he was running the show. So I think he, if he won the presidency, I could see him perhaps convincing Messi. Has he not won it or is he just the favourite? I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen I'm pretty sure he won it. I'm pretty sure he won it. He's either won it or he is like absolute favourite. I never looked. But he, um, yeah, yeah, he won it yesterday. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think, so, I think there is a possibility. Yeah. Um, because when you've got a man, when you start bringing in the structures of when you were successful, that is a convincing argument, especially if yeah. you've got a man that was at the helm during the best years of your career, yeah. Um, mm. especially when I mean, he's had... like the team's not even that far off anyway, like. Like, it's like, it, it isn't really. De Jong, Dembele, so many players there that are young as well. Yeah. Um, I think it could be, could be a good couple of years for them if they if they do get to keep Messi. Oh, unfortunately though, mm. they they've got to turn themselves from being the worst run big club in Europe into yeah. 
well-run big club, and that is the challenge for Laporta. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they, their offices got raided a week ago, didn't they? Yeah. After all yeah. that, um, after all that corruption thing. Yeah, yeah, the It is a, a really unstable club, and it's just if they can get it right. I think you know, obviously, the whole contract situation. Messi's like contract details got leaked, and all yeah. his cash getting revealed. Like, it's just not. It's not really a good look, is it? I just wanted to, before we move on from this Champions League chat, we may as well talk about it now. We'll talk about it next week as well. But whilst we've got Chelsea fan, what are you thinking for your second leg chances next week? Obviously, you got a great result um, at the at Atletico. 1-0 win, Giroud with an overhead kick. Do you think you can keep that up and get through the next leg? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, as, as I was saying earlier, Funnily enough, after a few beers, me and Max also spoke about this uh, <laughs> this game, and, I, and I, I did a little survey in the room, and no one said we had a chance. And now going into the second leg, I'm I'm pretty confident we'll we'll be through this without a scratch. Um, the first leg, the first leg was was comfortable, to be honest. Um, they have they have been a bit, you know, dodgy with their form Atletico Madrid, and it just felt it just felt a bit, you know, it doesn't feel like we're going to concede. Yeah. Um, and when you and when you start from that base, it's just like you nick a goal, and look, we got an extraordinary goal with a bicycle kick. Um, so you know, happy for that. And I, I do just think it'll be another thing of we can, we control the second leg, and you know, I think we should be fine. Just like every week, we've we've asked Harry a series of questions about his own personal um, sort of memories of Chelsea Football Club. So I wanted to start with, um, what is your first memory of football? And it doesn't have to be of Chelsea, of course. It's just your first memory of when you started following football. Um, for me, well, kind of, it's kind of, kind of a, a Chelsea kind of theme, but not really. It was that England goal that was disallowed, that Lampard goal against uh, <laughs> Germany. I remember it was like the first time that I was with all my cousins kind of watching it. And it was like the first time that I really felt like all of us coming together and, and watching football and feeling that kind of like, you know, all the lads watching the footy, you know, and that, and that, that, that was a nice feeling, but obviously it wasn't a nice feeling that, uh, that goal getting disallowed. And that team, that team was still pretty decent. It was, you know, what was 20, 2010? I think it was, yeah, it was 2010. Yeah. And uh, the team was still pretty decent. You know, you had like, you had JT, you had like Gerard, Ashley Cole was still Ashley Cole was there, but that that's kind of my first memory in terms of a in terms of a football memory. Of course, it, of course, being an England memory, it's associated with pain, but still, <laughs> that is an horrific first memory. I was so upset. So yeah, upset that, honestly, like that is in probably the top three worst moments I've had as a, as a football fan. Yeah, it's two one as well at the time, wasn't it? Two one, Matthew Upton, the giant, it just scored. It. <laughs> Bring us back into the game, Ugh. and he just said a little dink over Neuer. Imagine the scenes like we we come from two down in about two minutes, and we're just flying. We probably yeah, we were. We probably would have gone on to win win the game. Do you really think so? Well, at two two, we just scored two in two minutes. Lampard's just dink Neuer from about thirty yards. We what a goal as well! Balling. What a goal! <laughs> I know. <laughs> And it was my idol, mate. You can imagine that like, it was it was doubly painful because it was like, oh, you know, like it, I really wanted him to score as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, first memory is a painful one, but still. Mm. So if we move on to your favourite moment as a Chelsea fan, 
Um, and obviously, I, I feel like I could probably guess. I feel like no, I'm I'm gonna go for a bit more left field because okay. it'd be very easy to go on. Oh, yeah, that night in Munich, Drogba tucked it away with his, <laughs> with his little celebration. Like it'd be very kind of like, oh, what a surprise! Of course, that was that was amazing. Will always be the best one. Um, but you know, as I was saying earlier in the in the pod, I was saying that uh, I was lucky enough to have a season ticket for quite a while with my dad, and we went to that year when Chelsea finished tenth and Leicester won the league. And we were at that game where it was two all at Stamford Bridge, and they were two 0 up at half time with all these flares going off in the away <laughs> end, and they're all jumping around going, "Oh yeah, you're absolutely rubbish." All of that <laughs> at half time, we were looking garbage. Two one, you know, players that like should be sent off, and then Hazard whips it in the top corner in like the eightieth minute or something like that. The scenes absolutely amazing, and um, it was so great, you know. Stamford Bridge is, you know, it's not like, it's a bit like the Emirates. It can get a bit quiet sometimes. Um, prawn cocktail sandwich brigade, you know, all of that sort of nonsense. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, when he, when he whipped it in top bins, it was all this, it was moshing at Stamford Bridge and that, and that, felt, that felt pretty special. And, uh, you know, after the game, all the fans being split up and everyone's, you know, giving the finger to the Tottenham fans over there and, yeah, it was, it was, that, that to me is my kind of, when I think back, that is, funnily enough, that is probably my favourite one. So yeah. you said you have a season ticket. Have you been to many away games? Yeah, I've been to, I've been to a few away games. Um, What's I've your been, favorite I went one to one? Old, I went to Old Trafford for one, for my 11th birthday. Oh, okay. uh, drove all the way up and watched us get beaten 2-1. Um, it was like, it, I think it was like a nine hour drive or something terrible like that. Um, and saw us lose 2-1 to like Rooney and Tevez. It was around that sort of time when they were yeah. just like a banging team. Um, I went to, I've been to Lofts Road, which, you know, is particularly quite unremarkable. It's, I mean, it's Lofts Road, isn't it? It's not, it's not really like, you know, the theatre of football or anything like that. I went to there. Where else did I go? Uh, I've been to the Emirates a few times. Um, went for a nil-nil Arsenal-Chelsea, which is again was pretty dull. Um, but yeah, and then um, I went. I also went on a football tour when I was quite young. I went to the New Camp, um, and I saw uh, Barcelona play Almeria, and that was that was probably my best kind of away ground experience. See, I feel like this is what I'm missing out on not living in a city because. Living in the southwest, like far southwest, because you live in the southwest as well, Sam. Like, yeah, I go, I go to Bristol City. Yeah, like, at least you have like, Bristol. That's the max I've done, yeah. Bristol City is pretty have... decent. Did you go yeah, when Tammy Abraham Bristol... was playing for him? Yeah, I, I've been, I, my mate's got a season ticket, so I basically go with him whenever he, go, he goes with his dad. Whenever his dad didn't go, I would sort of go. I watched them, I watched them beat Leeds. That was probably the best game I went to see there, but literally the whole game. Don't know if you guys know him. They got a centre mid called Marlon Pack, who they now hate. He's joined Cardiff. But the whole game, he's like, he's my mate's like, he's rubbish. He passes sideways. It's all he does. And he scores the winner against Leeds. And he's, no. like, he's the best player we've got. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I couldn't I couldn't imagine living out where that's Honestly, the only team <laughs> and the only team where I am, I'm, I'm my beloved Exeter City and our biggest rivals, Plymouth. They're, oh. I'm Torquay. Who were Top in League, football, yeah. were in League One or League Two a few years back, but now they've dropped to the Nationals. So, mm. I mean, I love Exeter, but there isn't much. <laughs> there isn't much like 
the issue is, I think, for a team like Extra or Plymouth, you have to travel for every day, like yeah. a ridiculous yeah. amount of miles. Like, tra- like we've got yeah. Carlisle oh, Carl in our division. <laughs> They're literally the opposite end of the country. Who, who else is in your? Who else is in your division? Is, who else is in that division? Big team wise. Um, I mean, Salford are now. Um, yeah. I think top of the league at the moment. I mean, Cambridge are at the top. Um, let me bring the league up. Um, Bolton in the league. We need to watch Brighton a bit, Max. And I literally cannot believe you know, we talk about the XG now and how good football they play. Yeah, we have somehow gone to the dullest games they've had. We've been to see Huddersfield. Oh, which yeah, was all, oh. I think it, I think they won 1 0. On the, it was oh, 1 0. Oh, we watched Derby in the Cup. And like, to be the, fair, the, I the actually highlight was Ashley Cole playing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally, the, the only excitement. In that game against Derby was when because it was two 0 for most of the game and it was pretty boring. Yeah. And then Derby scored one in the 80th minute. Yeah. And then the last ten minutes were well, mad. To be fair though, as well, we did see Basuma get like this insane. He sort of nutmeg someone, and I think he oh, did like yeah. an outside the foot shot onto them. Yeah, yeah. And and since hit. then, that was when he joined. Since then, I'm like, yeah, Basuma's insane, and <laughs> now he's actually getting the credit. And I'm like, yeah, I called Basuma yeah. so long ago. Good player. Yeah, he's a good yeah, player. he's a top player. I'd love him at Arsenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, let's move um, on to yeah. this is this is one. I think these last two questions are the hardest out of the two, out of the four that we tend to ask. Um, I know we've had trouble answering these ourselves because there's so many to choose from. Um, so, what's your favourite moment from football that doesn't include Chelsea whatsoever? Well, I'm 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 not a very good fan of uh, anything other than Chelsea, to be honest with you. But what I did, but what I did really enjoy was um, I never was really a fan of the classicos. I'm, you know, you're talking about the El Clasico point. I'm sure you talked about the um, the one, the one where a couple of messy moments for me. The one where he gives in against Bayern Munich when he gives Boateng the slip and then like puts him on his ass and that's sticks it moment. in the net. That's, oh, a, that's my moment. That's a that that's a big big goal but also I liked the one when there was their El Clasico and he scored in like the 94th minute I said that and I held up his it. held up his shirt with the, with Messi on the back Lovely. that's my that's yeah. my favourite El Clasico moment ever that, yeah that 94th win at the Bernabeu as well 500 500th goal or something stupid like that yeah. as well oh it's incredible yeah, so I, I didn't really I didn't really like the El Clasicos, obviously because Chelsea had that massive rivalry with Barcelona, um, where they just cheated every time they played us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I was like kind of abstained for a bit, um, but after we beat them in the, that 2012 semi final, I kind of was like, well, I'll give these lot a go now. <laughs> but yeah, now that messy that messy goal against Bertang and that El Clasico for sure. Good shouts, good shouts. Um, so yeah, if we do go on to the last question, um, who's? I mean, Chelsea have signed just about everybody under the sun. <laughs> didn't it was last week? Did we have a Tottenham fan? With someone saying they wanted Hazard. Yeah, it was Harrison. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I I brought up in that that <laughs> I wanted Hazard as well because it was literally it could have come to us and we ended up with Javidio. Um but. <laughs> Of all the players you have missed out on, which I'm sure there's a lot, as with every team, you get linked with everyone under the sun. Who's the one player you you wish Chelsea did sign? Ireland. 
Oh, well, Harlan's already on his way, mate. Verbal contract agreed. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's already done, mate. Um, but it's a good question. I mean, there was that kind of era when, like, we just got the loads of money and we nearly signed quite a lot of players. Yeah. Um, so there was like Ronaldinho, who we and because he scored, he scored that goal against uh, Chelsea, and we won four two at the Bridge outside. Like, he just stopped and just toe poked the ball yeah. into the corner. Yeah. Um, and I would have loved to have, to have seen to have seen a, a player of, of, of that kind of style come to us because you know because I, I really enjoyed the Hazard kind of kind of vibe. It was nice to see someone playing football um, and really enjoying it rather than like you know oh we work really hard for Mourinho kind of like it's, it's great you win but it's not that it's not that you know fun to watch. Um, yeah. But another player I wish we'd signed. Um, well, I wish we kept a Lukaku, uh, Salah, and De Bruyne. That would have been <laughs> nice. Um, but I wish we. Who would you sign? Okay, who's a good one? Oh, Gerard was a good one. To be fair, um, yeah. he was. Uh, do you think? Do you think really interested in. Do you think if you'd signed him, you would have won the European Cup before? Before you did. Gerard Lampard tandem, and with England, do you think? Do you think England would have? done a lot better if those two had actually been playing together at club level. I do think a big part of why why it didn't work internationally was the fact that it was that they were so divided in their club camps. Yeah. Chelsea um, Liverpool was a massive rivalry at the time. Yeah, it was. It was all like you know, when you guys were cheating with the ghost goal as well. <laughs> <and all that. laughs> yeah, you got lucky with that one. And um there was a big rivalry. We met you in a couple of FA Cup an FA Cup final as well. Yeah. And you were outclassed by Drogba and Czech. Andy Carroll um, nearly, nearly yeah. brought it back. <laughs> the Golden Goose, Carraway, yeah. no chance, <laughs> mate. No chance. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I think, I think, I think it just would have been amazing to see two of the best midfielders, you know, in England for a generation playing together more. Um, I just, I just think it would have been interesting to see how they worked, and if you'd put like a. I don't know how you would have how you would have done it, but with like maybe like a midfield three and had the two of them kind of just like go and do whatever you want, lads, and have someone defending kind of thing. But it would have, it would have been amazing to see to see uh, the two of them playing together for sure. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, you can check us on Spotify, YouTube. Thank you to Harry for coming on as well. Um, Always a joy to listen to, even as a Chelsea fan. <laughs> um, yeah, um, check us out, subscribe, make sure you listen to the pod um, on Spotify and we'll see you next week.